guess we're live, Aaron. Right now. Uh, so uh, I'm Jeff McNeil, and uh, we kind of got a little bored here with uh, the isolation bit. So I guess this uh, virtual podcast is uh, been on my to-do list for some time. And what better time to, to run it than a Saturday night uh, with nothing else to do and uh, have uh, Aaron Muse on here. Uh, Aaron is, uh, I guess, the owner of uh, Ross uh, Creek Kennels. Uh, he's, after many years, he finally decided to get back into uh, the hound dog business, uh, the Beagles. And uh, recently there, he got a couple of dogs. So for... Uh, first pod virtual podcast of uh coast to coast outdoors uh aaron's going to tell us a little bit about his uh group of pups that he got and how much he sells them for and maybe we'll even chime in there on how we uh we got started back in the day hey aaron uh with the, the hound dogs there we go i uh last october after many many years my last dog was Field trial champion Stoner Creek's Tiger. He was born February 23rd of 95. Well, many people that know me well, that was my last dog. Um, it's still a touchy subject on me because he was my favorite dog. So my first time out west, I lost my favorite hunting dog. And my that was the one dog from the time he was nine months old. He placed his first trial right up until... I retired him. He was my buddy. Um, any trips I went, he sat in the front seat with us at Kimbits before he ever went. Or or if we went to the store before we went out, he always had a uh, he always had a little piece of capasta or a pepperess. Just something I always gave him. But I never lost my love of the dog. So a female by the name of Hunt's Fancy Fleur was a very good dog. Um had a lot of the breeding tiger head in back of them. So I got her. And my intentions initially before was to trial her. Um, then breed her. Um, she's come close to place a couple of times from the previous owner. Um, still a very young dog at two years old. So when she became, when she came into ready to be bred, I decided to sacrifice my trials this spring for a litter of pups um, to a guy by the name of Billy Petrie. He's a very good male that he had. Um, he still has. Um, his father's a very good dog. Um, comes from championship bloodlines right through on both sides, the same as my female. Um, he provides he provides something. He has a very good nose, um, but he has an exceptionally good nose. She's faster than he is. Um, she's a very, very fast dog. Probably one of the fastest dogs I've seen from comparing what I had in the past. She's a very fast dog, but she gets that from the old bloodlines and the Otter Brook line. You know, the line that doesn't, it's still in breeding, but the man doesn't breed them anymore. Um, he gets the speed and nose from that line. Um, Billy's dog provides something that you can have an extremely, you can have a very good dog, but they're only going to be as good as the nose that's in front of them. He provides 
the ability to what we call cold scent. And Jeff, as you probably know, you've seen it with dogs. A rabbit passes by 10 minutes before. Some dogs just can't pick that scent up. A dog that has an exceptionally good nose has the ability to pick that up. Um, sometimes it's for good, sometimes it's not. It can play around, but I don't mind a cold dog that can do that. At least tells me that it can do its job, good scenting or bad scenting. But he provides something that, not so much she lacks, but something that I like. Um, the lines matched up good. The breeding matched up good. I ended up with seven very nice, beautiful, healthy pups. Um, they are. They will be 15-inch. Um, there might be one 13-inch female in the group. But she's the run to the litter, and she may take a bigger growth spurt. Um, I dare say they all should be 15s, but she may be a 13-inch. Mm -hmm. um, she's very, very good, very compassionate dog, very good with the pups. Um, if, they, if they have her speed and his nose, I should have lots of fun with them in the woods. The... Some are going for pets, um, which is understandable. Um, some are going for people that want to trial and like to be out in the woods with their dogs as a working dog, which that's why I bred them. But as for pets, they do the same thing. They're a beautiful pet. Um, my two, um, Fleur and my other four-month-old dog are pets and and they're hunting dogs and trialing dogs as well um they serve both purposes um but these pups will be very very good dogs in that i believe it's the first it's definitely Fleur's first litter um it's the male whose name is field trial champion Cajun boy i believe it it might be his first litter um very good dog very well built, well built dog, well bred dog. I highly recommend breeding to him. Um, my options are open as of what I do next year with her, but definitely going to be trialing with her this fall. Um, once everything passes, I will have her in the woods um, to get back into running shape and then hopefully trialing shape after that. Um, I'll get her packed with some, with some good dogs in the summertime, I hope. Uh, if not in the summer, in the fall, who gets the fall child. Which is usually fun for me and you. Spent a lot of time mm -hmm. in the woods. Oh, the water back, back in the day, I guess we did, buddy. Uh, geez, I don't know how many, uh, how many late nights we spent uh, as uh, younger individuals chasing beagles through the woods. Uh, and uh, I don't know how many friggin' hound dogs we've lost over the years. Uh, kind of yeah. part, part of my start, I guess, with the whole outdoors and conservation stuff was running the beagles back in the day with you and your uh, your uncle Shani. And I don't know how many times I, geez, I ended up catching the last dogs for crying out loud, of Larry Manzini and J.B. Laney and uh, all them folks, right? Uh, Jody Atwoods. The name that's just actually, the name of few, right? So, actually, talking about Jody Atwood, Jody Atwood's getting one of the pups, actually. Well, there you go, right? So, it sounds like he's getting back into it, not saying that he ever got out of it. Yes, 
but uh, it's yeah. uh, Jody's it's, uh, on the side. Jody, I think Jody's taking a male. Mm -hmm. I believe he's taking. Um, but Jody, Jody actually works at the hospital. Um, he got in contact with me about it, and I was more than happy to make sure he got a pup out of it. Um, right, and so Jody, out, of the, nice to out of your litter, uh, how many did you uh, throw up there for sale anyway? You sold them out, or did you keep one, or uh, and and if so, how much did you let them go for? Eh? I let them go for six hundred. Um, I will retain one. Um, as it stands right now, I when I originally bred, as you and I discussed, I was going to keep a female. Um, then it, I like the two females that are in the litter. Um, they're very, very intelligent dogs. Um, a lot more intelligent than I anticipated them to be. Um, even now, when they're in the house, mind you, they're fox old yesterday. Um, they're intelligent to the point where they will have their nose down. They will do the little things that I I see with. Um, there's one male there that really caught my eye in that he's intelligent. He's a strong male and that he can pick up a teddy, like a plush toy that's probably pick that up and mm -hmm. walk it up around the air but what caught my eye with him he picked it up i called him over he picked up took that plush, put that plush toy on my feet now that's mm -hmm. a dog that's a pup that's at the time a week which was a week ago a pup to to know that or learn that at that young of an age surprised me and i go back to if you breed a smart, good, smart dog with another good, smart dog, you should have good, smart puppy. He took that plus toy, put it at my feet, and went to home. And that mm -hmm. caught, caught me off surprise. I, I haven't seen, I've only seen a few select dogs do that. And the dogs that I've seen be able to do that at a very young age, and I'm talking pups that are still old, but did that at three months of age before I started taking to the woods would take toys back to me would take little things that I had in, uh, in the yard for them to play with and bring that back to me that showed intelligence this pup shows intelligence at four and five weeks old to bring something back so I fell in love with that male and I said I think I'm gonna keep this male instead of keeping a female um, obviously I can't breed him back to his mother but I can breed breed him to breed him to another one of my one of my females i have one female now i plan on probably getting another female um from down in the u.s been a couple of doctors in louisiana that has beautiful dogs um field championship lines right through um him and I were talking, but with this everything going on with right now and all the borders being shut down, I can't, I can't get that dog yet. So I'm fine with that. He'll be make that same cross again next year. Um, so hopefully next year I'll have one of those females up here. Um, talk about 
next year, maybe he'll have some of my line. I'll so, have some of his line, which works good. So the trials this year, when were they supposed to start, Aaron? They were canceled. Um, they canceled them, did they? Our trial starts, yeah, our trial around birthday of March. Um, the first couple were canceled for, I believe it's the Airway Beagle Club here on the Gardner Highway, and the other one's in Cape Trail. They got canceled early because we got more snow than Halifax for the mainland did. So our fences were obviously beat up a little bit um there we'll have to repair them but that's fine i'll i'll help to definitely helps with that uh, but there was so much snow this year that those two got canceled because of that um once this COVID 19 started um there's not the trials here but the trials all over north get canceled um which is understandable um i get it mm-hmm. Um, it's harder on some of us that like the trial, but the safety of everybody, um, they got canceled. Hopefully, um, hopefully the CKC will allow us to reschedule these trials for the summer and fall. Um, that's my hope. Um, hopefully it will come to fruition, but we'll see. Um, Blur will definitely be ready for fall. Now, now with the CKC, you, uh, every pup that you sold uh, is uh, registered under the CKC, or are you going under the, yep. the American Kennel Club? Yep, they are all registered under the Canadian Kennel Club. Um, they will registered under Ross Creek. Um, I'll pick a name, but Ross Creek first development. They will have identification name, their own... Um, they will all be microchipped to, let's say you had one of the pups, um, that would be microchipped, all your information, your address, phone number, approved uh, information, contact information, uh, will be logged in. You get your registration number for the dog and the registrations for the dog. Um, they all, they're actually all wormed, um. That's something I take pride in making sure my dogs are wormed, vaccinated, vet checked before they ever go to uh, to a home or to another kennel. They have all their appropriate inoculations. I'm a big believer in making sure a dog's wormed and in good health before and a vet check done. Um, that's I've always been a firm believer that a vet check and needles are done. Um, but they are all CKC registered. Um, I'm a firm believer in trying to keep a dog registered. So at least you know it's where it came from. Um, years ago, these guys didn't register their dogs. And mm-hmm. there was the dogs that could be trialed, but the background that were all registered dogs, but guys got negligent. Um, and it's a sin because there were some nice dogs that I've seen this with good friends of mine who would fun trial their dogs. And what a fun trial is, it doesn't matter if they're a registered or non-registered beagle, they could trial them in that trial and trial. And the top 
free and it's very good dogs. Um, wow. And it's a sin to see that happen. Now, now that the register, well, that the lobby registered and that, how many of the pups do you figure are going to end up uh, doing the trials and that or uh, being outdoors dogs, whether or not they're uh, used for hunting or or what have you with the outdoors? Uh, I, any ballpark number? I believe because I do have seven pups. I believe that are going to be outdoor dogs. or And what I mean by outdoor dogs, they're going to be used with their bread for. Um, I know Billy Petrie does get a female. Um, she owns the male. Um, she will be trialed. That will be done with mine. Um, my son's friend, one of my son's friends, I believe they will be doing that with theirs. Um, mm -hmm. I believe one more will be only two of them. Two of them will be as pets, but I knew that ahead of time. Um, mm -hmm. One one lady wanted wanted it for for a pet. Possibly uh, one's undecided what they're going to do, but it's going to be a pet first and foremost. Um, but I believe three to five will be used for what they're bred for. Um, that's that's, that's a decent um, ratio. Yeah. You're always going to lose one. I shouldn't say it this way. I don't mean it in that way. There's always going to be one or two bought as pets. Beagles make great pets. Um, people believe that they're a barky dog. I mean, you've been to my house countless times. Both dogs meet you at the door. Mm -hmm. You have any knock on the door? Never. I hear the little shit some barky dog. more than the Beagles. <laughs> He barks more than uh, than the other two combined, but that's the well, thing. That's People think that they're a mouthy barking. You don't know. I would. I would leave my door unlocked in the middle of the night, not being home, um, because my two dogs would not make good guard dogs. Uh, they try to lick you, do anything else. But that's their nature, which I love. I love about the two of them. They have great nature. They, uh, so, no right, right now, uh, where can you show the viewers? I know we're bouncing here between anywhere between five and 20 viewers at most uh, times. But uh, for those that are watching, this is the first kickoff of uh, this virtual podcast, obviously. Uh, there's going to be future upgrades to it uh, just because uh, we're isolated, obviously. So I'm hoping uh, down the road there uh, to uh, to have a few uh, uh, government officials jump on and uh, voice some concerns. Uh, doesn't matter if it's from British Columbia right through. Uh, in discussion with a couple of big name uh, hunting profiles as well to uh, possibly jump on and Tell us a little bit about what they do, but if you don't mind, Aaron, uh, show some of the viewers there the the pups that you got, and I'm going to try to answer a couple of uh, questions that popped up here. Uh, we've, we've got a few laughs in that from some of the yeah. some of the viewers, obviously. Uh, Craig McLeod, okay. In all seriousness, Jeff, uh, 
uh, you have any updates about fishing season, like an idea of the date. Craig, I can tell you this, uh, from dealing with uh, Nova Scotia Department of Fisheries and Aquaculture, uh, they are looking at May 1st, but that May 1st deadline may, uh, depending on the COVID-19 situation, it may be extended. But again, we're, we're, we're at the mercy of this current situation and we are, we're, we're up in the air on what's going to take place with that. Uh, hi, Elliot. Uh, long time no here, buddy. Uh, uh, so I hope that kind of answers your question there, Craig, on that. Uh, uh, Inland Fisheries uh, is, uh, is going to be looking at that again. Uh, Nova Scotia isn't the only one that was postponed. Uh, New Brunswick uh, postponed their fishing season as well. And uh, from to, to my knowledge there, I believe uh, Prince Edward Island has postponed their recreational fishing season. So I hope that answers that. Uh, I know the information is hard to find. Uh, inbox me and I can send you whatever you wish in regards to that and uh, keep you informed. So don't, uh, don't hesitate to, to message and uh, we'll provide you with uh, clear cut info. I see you got the pups there, Aaron. They're they're an active bunch. And Jeff, I don't Aaron. know if you can hear me. These are the pups here. I believe they should be on screen now. This is yeah, they the are. First I can litter. hear you. You broke up pups. a little bit. Yep. Um, this one right here that I got my hand on is the male that I really like the most. Um, okay. And there's some of the other males right here. This here, if I can get it. This is the female right here. Um, this is the little female too. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't keep the male. This sort of male. Just, you can see gotcha. the little one in the back of the ear. Mm -hmm. she, there's, not, there's not much tan color have, to them, though, eh? What's that? I said there's not much what? tan color to them. No, just in their faces. Um, but their mother, um, their mother and father are the same way. Um, mm -hmm. Now I got enough more, enough more with pups. Um, their mother is a dark tan. Uh, come on, Fleur. Mm -hmm. Their mother has dark tan to their face. Their father has a light tan. Um, they will be dark, dark tan in the face. Which I find. Did you uh, did you ever think about getting a hold of uh, Dave Frazier too and uh, looking to see if he wants to breed the next litter or? Any what? idea who you're breeding the next litter with? Which which batch? Everything you said, you're breaking up a little bit, buddy. I said, uh, I said, did you think about who you're breeding the next litter with? The next batch? Uh, I know Dave Frazier's got beagles out there in East Bay. Uh, he's originally from out our ways. He's in this originally from the South Bar Pier area, I believe. Uh, but I know he's out in yep. East Bay now, and he does. Uh, he does a few. Uh, he's got quite the gear too for the dogs, eh? 
He does. Um, I've thought about his good mail. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I have, I guess I have a year to really find out how this litter turns out. There is a very good male in Ontario, um, mm-hmm. Irvin Abdullah. Um, he also has standard breads too. Um, he a 13 inch male. Now, in retrospect, I can go with that male, but my second female that I have, um, when she reaches two after her trialing career, um, I'll probably trial her two and three. I'm more apt to breed to that way with her because her lines cross cross well with Irvin Abdullah's dogs. Um, my has the older blur has the older blood line mm-hmm. that gives me options. Um, I can go any which way with her, whether it's mm-hmm. the newer generation dogs or the or the older bloodlines. Many people have the older bloodlines anymore. Uh, with his females, um, a few other guys. Um, the biggest reason why I bought um, the second female, who my son son named after his favorite horse, my bright painter. Registered name is Stones. Mom's my penny. She's named after his favorite horse. Um, her fox. I uh, won that last year. Um, a very good female. Actually, she's in the room with me here now. Um, this is my youngest female. This here is Flying Stones, my or Mullen Stones, my bright penny. Um, she's a very good dog. She just turned out oh, here. She just turned five months of age this week. Um, her, she's got five months. I guess she's got four months. Um, the other pups, um, well-bred dog. I've had her in the woods a couple. She's not broke yet. I just got her just to get her used to at least walking with me, working around me. Um, mm-hmm. Some people don't think that's they can go and they'll find us. Quarter, chase a rabbit a quarter mile down the road, or I want them working with me. Very intelligent how dog. Did, uh, how did Fleur do? Uh, just for the how did Fleur do for the winter training this year on the rabbits and that? Did she stay on them pretty oh, decent? Or uh, yeah, she did well. I she had a little bit of trouble giving birth to the second pup. Um, that one was born backwards. Um, and that is a fear we all have when we breed our dogs, um, is a, or, or born backwards. Um, the pup survived still healthy. Um, the first pup was born accidentally on my mother's day. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was going to have to go to the vets. 
Um, it took her four hours to give birth to the second pup. She, I took her for a walk around the block. Mm-hmm. And as silly as it sounds, sometimes a walk will bring the con- bring on contractions. Three back in the house, a walk that took me 10 months. She gave to the second pup. And then effortlessly, she had the rest of the pups without a hiccup. Um, she did very well. And considering it's her first litter, um, I give her up in a 10-star rating. Uh, as far as a mother, of, for a first-time mother, she did it. It was like her. She's been a great mom with the pups. He does a very protective. The first two weeks, um, I couldn't let anybody near them. Um, she would try to hide them underneath blankets. Um, it was kind of ironic how she was very protective. Jeez, no, I could be discussing this with a very good friend of ours, uh, Randy Whalen. I said I was telling him how good of a mother she was. I couldn't ask for a better mom with these. Um, realistically, now, as you've seen in the video or seen on the cast, they they are eating dry dog. Um, I soak their teeth aren't strong enough to crunch on puppy food yet, so I'll soak mm-hmm. it. It's only the first week eating it, but they, um, she was very good and taught them how to, to eat with them, show them what to eat, show them how to drink. Um, the first four weeks, um, I mean, you've seen pictures, I've sent pictures of, you see them first and foremost over everybody. Um, they have grown exponentially over the last five weeks. Um, yeah, I know. I uh, for better. Geez, I was surprised back March 12th there, uh, the size of them actually 12th and 13th. Holy crap. Uh, the. To, to say the least, uh, they were uh, they were growing pretty fast back then. Uh, they were almost a week ahead of schedule for size wise, I guess, on the actual uh, scale yeah. that used uh, for grading and uh, that for the pups being uh, yeah. so early on, right? But uh, but I guess it goes uh, hand in hand with the diet that they're fed and uh, the protein and and all that. It's, it's uh, things yeah. come a long way from going to uh, Sobeys back in the day when we first started and getting bone meal and feeding the dogs uh with some uh puppy mix and uh puppy chow so it's uh it's it, it, it's 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 come a long way but uh i'm sure the the food price and that for the uh for the pups uh isn't uh isn't all that cheap either uh to maintain a specific it, diet uh it's funny you see a lot of people today um, I used a raw diet 20 years ago when a raw dog food diet was taboo. Um, now it's more prevalent than a lot of everyday people that have house dogs. Uh, I use the raw, uh, what I use now, I go to global pets. I get their pros, uh, their performance. It reminds me of if you remember a dog food I used, you'll sure gain XL. Um, that, I love that dog food with the raw with the raw meat. Um, 
works well. Um, and you can see it in the puppies. Um, I don't give the puppies raw meat because the system just, their system wouldn't be able to handle that. Um, as far as her goes, her system can handle it. Um, she's a place in having healthy puppies um, and having healthy dogs. Fleur's overweight right now. But I don't mind that. I can, when I start trialing, training again, she'll be back in shape. But there's a dog. Both my dogs are heavier, than, and I don't mind that. Um, but what people but people think that a cheaper way with it, it sometimes doesn't work, right? You do more harm so, than you do good. Although they're a little overweight, it's not going to make much difference anyway because uh, I'm sure you can get them out uh, sooner than later anyway to uh, get them running after the pups are gone, obviously. But uh, once the pups are gone, uh, I think uh, I think you'd have some better luck there, especially training and that. It's unfortunate the, the Beagle trials have, uh, have been canceled, obviously, or postponed uh, due to the adverse predicament uh, the world is in currently. But uh, moving forward, uh, as far as the pups go, they look pretty damn healthy, if you ask me. And, uh, and moving forward, uh, I, just, I can't get over how quick uh, I I can't get over how quick they sold. I they were sold, and I didn't post them on. I know a lot. Kijiji is one of the most popular places to advertise. But I thought Kijiji changed their policies, Aaron, where you couldn't sell pets, or is it, uh, or is it rehome pets they got call it now? I know at one point there you weren't allowed to sell uh, dogs uh, and cats on there uh, due to something with their community policy or whatever. So. But I guess if you're a licensed breeder, you could do it. That way. What was that you cut out? Yeah, if you can. Okay, so that answers uh, that. Uh, I had done uh, when probably a couple of days old. I put them on a website, I believe, um, on Facebook, and a couple of other ones. Um, the COVID nineteen. A couple of them going to on one might have one had the ability to go to Ontario. Um, who had the ability to go down the states? Um, one would have went to Louisiana. One went to out was going to go to Alabama. With everything happening right now, um, it was in best interest that I promoted them here, and they. More sold by words than they did any else. Um, I'm grateful for. Um, mm -hmm. There's probably a waiting list of 15 pups right now. If she had had, heaven forbid, if she had had 30 pups or 20 pups, they sold. Um, I know there will be more litters out of her. Um, 
I actually had thoughts. You and I were with this not that long, actually last night, um, mm-hmm. about a trip to Alabama to breed her to one of the tops that was in Alabama over the last two years. And to a lot of people, that's an expensive breeding and probably um, the breeding itself wasn't the cost that's the cost would have been the, 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 the upfront cost. Yeah. Up cost of uh, the road trip right heading down south yeah, and um, accommodations and fuel me, that, blah 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 to me that's not that's not a uh, that's not a bad trip to take um The simple reason we got a road trip down to the down south, um, maybe a turkey hunt. That crossed my I, mind. Hey, hey, hey! I've uh, I've got I've got a connection there for that, uh, Terry Smith. If you're watching, uh, I know you've got many contacts down uh, south of the border for uh, for turkey hunts, and it's uh, hey he. Yeah, Terry. Uh, I'll touch on that. I know Terry for an example. He's busy there with this COVID uh, nineteen and uh, his his company. But uh, actually, I've got his company's hat on. Uh, uh, Altec Environmental, to be uh, quite honest, uh, services. But uh, uh, I know he's uh, him and uh, his uh, his missus uh, were stifled as well because I know they had planned a pile of hunting trips uh, south of the border and. Uh, they have people coming up because they've got businesses. Uh, Terry's got a guide business in Newfoundland there where he's going to be outfitting. And uh, uh, they've got another one. Uh, uh, Lisa and him have one uh, up in New Brunswick. They're uh, North Shore Outfitters. Uh, I don't know how those guys are going to fare out with uh, with the, the current situation. But uh, who knows, right? Like, we've got contacts there if uh, to utilize it you're ever interested in going south of the border for a hunt uh they've they've built up a network there that's pretty large and uh, uh i'm sure terry you'd have no well you met terry there a couple weeks back uh actually a month ago i guess somewhere and uh it's uh he's he's willing to to help uh hunters however he can right uh with contacts south of the border for turkey hunts and we we've also got uh, i've got a personal contact there for southern ontario aaron so we may not even have to go south of the border if you were interested uh, uh i know greg uh, no i greg, that greg's been down and greg's done a lot of work for uh for us there over the last couple of years with his uh outdoor uh ecology uh, uh education presentations and that here in cape breton with uh with uh, CWTF and Port Morion Wildlife Association, so we've got contacts there. If you're interested, that uh, wouldn't take wouldn't take much. But if you were going down south of the border for uh, with uh, to do any breeding or whatever with the, the beagles, well, we've we've got the contacts uh, that have contacts. We've got quite the network built up to to utilize Aaron, and you know that that uh, just being around this stuff as long as I have. And well, you've. You've seen the the, the network of uh, connections uh, myself have uh, gained yeah, over many years of uh, that. There's a guy on my litter of pups. I have one. Who's that, Terry? 
Terry. Oh, geez. Well, if, Terry, uh, if Terry's pump. watching, uh, if Terry's watching, uh, uh, I'm not sure if Terry would, uh, would be, uh, interested, but I'm pretty sure, uh, maybe his missus may, uh, may take you up on that offer. You don't know. Oh, you believe me. If Terry, and my next there you know, you you're more than welcome, so, too. I know. Uh, circumstances right now, buddy, uh, beyond my control, unfortunately. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, but uh, I'm, oh, I'm not, hey, I'm not I, ruling I it out. Not not ruling out the fact, Aaron, that I wouldn't hey, take yeah. you up on that after, right? You broke well, up, you always Aaron. know anytime you want. And you always grew up, so you always know whether the dogs are here or the dogs are your place. You always know you got full run or two. Oh, well, no, no. No, you have to Grab the dogs. Mm-hmm. But you always know yeah. you're always, they're always there for you at any time you want them. So, yeah, no, I, I know that. And uh, just because we've been, uh, we've been here and we've been talking about the Eagles, I think we covered just about everything there with the, the Rice Creek kennels uh, and uh, the breeding and your your future litters that are coming uh, forward uh, down the road. Uh, uh, we'll wait and see how this one goes with the Canadian Kennel Club registration and such, and we'll go from there. But uh, but since we touched on that, and we've got some time to kill here because we were planning on running this for, what, an hour, Aaron? So uh, per virtual podcast. Yeah. Uh, so... So with that, uh, I'll, I'll throw out a couple of things here. Uh, in, uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping to, to have uh, Terry Smith, the president of uh, the uh, Canadian Wild Turkey Federation, uh, on, uh, on the show here and discuss uh, the, the turkeys in New Brunswick. Uh, I'll, I'll be quite honest, uh, I'm putting out a, a request there for the minister in New Brunswick as well to uh, touch on... Uh, the wild turkeys, uh, I know they were affected in New Brunswick and uh, just due to the COVID-19 and uh, the rollout of the spring turkey hunt uh, got postponed. Uh, I can tell you this, uh, New Brunswick, uh, they have a minister there that knows how to roll with the outdoors and how to make it work for everybody. Uh, so it's a kudos to uh, Minister Mike Holland. Uh, the work and uh, dedication he's put forward there now that he's in office prior to that he's been uh, instrumental in what he has done there so i'm hoping to have him on the show uh have a little discussion there with him and terry maybe on wild turkeys in new brunswick and uh whatnot um, locally here uh as you know aaron our uh our uh, fishing recreational fishing has been delayed uh due to this virus as well. And I know your, uh, your missus works, uh, uh, in, uh, in the hospital field as well. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the, the aspect is, uh, is, uh, it's kind of scary. Uh, but, uh, again, we, uh, we've got, uh, we, we got to hear what, what they put down, unfortunately, and hope in May that, uh, they decide, and when I say they, uh, the government, uh, 
as we know, uh, the government at the highest level made the decision outside of the Department of Fisheries and Aquaculture uh, to uh, delay the sport fish season. And every day, like I know, camping season is now delayed and, and so on and so forth. Uh, it's just delay after delay after delay. And uh, many organizations, like uh, I know uh, one of our organizations that I'm a, a president of, uh, Port Morian Wildlife Association, uh, we, we had many events canceled and uh, affected by that. Aaron, you're a member of that organization as well. Uh, you've seen firsthand uh, what uh, what that organization had in store for uh, seniors, people with disabilities, yep. children's events, um, just educational events. Uh, everything just kind of went to down the tubes very quickly. Uh, but again, uh, we, we and uh, um, the show isn't about Port Morian Wildlife Association, obviously, it's a, it's a, an open dialogue virtual podcast that discuss just about anything and everything uh, from British Columbia or Alaska to here. It doesn't matter if you're south of the border or where, if, uh, if you're interested in jumping on board and having a chat, we, we welcome you. Uh, we can grow the panels uh, further and more. Uh, I see Arthur Henry. Nova Scotia still has no plans to allow a turkey hunt. Nova Scotia is, and I hate to say it, our Department of Lands and Forestry, formerly known as DNR, uh, Department of Natural Resources, is so far behind the times and so far backwards. Uh, they, they don't want anything for Nova Scotia, quite frank. Uh, they did sooner things stay status quo, unfortunately. Uh, as far as uh, the turkey stuff goes, uh, I can tell you this for Nova Scotia. Uh, myself, uh, doing the digging that I had done in the last number of years, uh, and we've amounted a pile of information, uh, as well as uh, dealing with uh, the Mi'kmaq of Nova Scotia, uh, the dialogue has been created, and the Mi'kmaq are open to, uh, to discussing this further. Uh, I can't get into grave detail, uh, and further to that, I will uh, elaborate a bit to tell you that uh, New Brunswick may have uh, rolled out uh, a turkey hunt uh, before Nova Scotia and many other provinces uh, on the East Coast, uh, but uh, the discussion uh, is there with uh, the President of the Canadian Wild Turkey Federation, Terry Smith. Uh, myself, uh, president of Port Morgan Wildlife Association, and uh, the Mi'kmaq Nova Scotia to, uh, to to try to further the aims of uh, turkeys in Nova Scotia. I, I will put this out there, though. Uh, in Nova Scotia, there are, and this is according to a FOIA pop that was done and released on a government letterhead from the government to myself, uh, there are 10 pockets of turkeys in Nova Scotia. Uh, it doesn't give the exact uh, geographical areas, but uh, they, they do acknowledge that there is, uh, is turkeys. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, there's no turkey hunt uh, uh, in Nova Scotia. Uh, we got a hard enough job trying to get the Nova Scotia government to support a spring bear harvest uh, that uh, already has green light uh, from the Mi'kmaq. Uh, to uh, to allow Nova Scotia hunters uh, a chance to to do that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, based on meetings that uh, I had 
seen firsthand. Uh, it comes down to uh, politics and the government being scared of losing votes for uh, for uh, initiating a spring bear harvest. Uh, again, uh, there's there's more than just the the hunting side. There's the the other side of things where we've got nuisance bear population up there. We have a number of different uh, issues, inherent risks uh, with that as well. Uh, that uh, unfortunately play into this. Uh, we've got uh, we, we we've got to base everything off of research and scientific data moving forward. And unfortunately, uh, sometimes uh, things don't play out the way our hunting communities hoped uh, but uh but yeah i i hope that kind of answers your question there on that arch uh in regards to the, the turkey hunt in nova scotia uh, so uh, but yeah any viewers got any wildlife questions that we can touch on or elaborate uh we try not to get in the, the whole pile of detail obviously because you don't want to put the cart before the horse nine times out of ten but uh but there's been enough uh, due diligence done in that. Uh, again, good old politicians seem to be the hurdles on a lot of this stuff. So it's uh, it's unfortunate. But fight the good fight, as they say. Uh, and there's many people that are out there that are willing to uh, push the envelope and uh, hit them with the hot poker. So, and Aaron, you know, you know darn well that... Uh, it, uh, it takes a lot of push to get yeah. them, uh, to move things forward. We've seen from our meetings there. Uh, a lot of but, uh, but what's your take on the whole uh, whole uh, fishing season being delayed anyway? Um, I don't know. <coughs> um, I don't like being cooped up. That's that's a given. Probably Nobody does. No, um, I don't like the fact that I'm stuck. Uh, you and I have always made fishing trips. Little, it was just a drive through, a random drive somewhere. I know some people are very vocal about it. Um, for purposes of. Not being able to physically see friends, not being able to go out. That that's all it's just like the work and back home. Um I guess what it is would well, you can't change you can't change what is, but hopefully things didn't turn around quickly. Um I hope it does. Um mm -hmm. for everybody's sake. Um, it's, it's a very dangerous time right now. So, um, if we do our part and try our best, it should come around sooner rather than later. So hopefully things will get rectified soon. Everyday life will be back to normal. That's all I'm going to hope for, uh. I know there's a lot of outdoor enthusiasts there that are kind of stifled. They like their camping. They like their campgrounds. They like their uh, socializing. Uh, 
you take and we're getting close to the summer months and they're talking uh just watching robert strang uh dr robert strang speak there about stuff it uh it's like wow it's it's who knows it's it's up in the air and uh hopefully at least uh moving forward uh, the best the best advice i would say is uh if anything the when it comes to the fishing aspect if you're six feet apart hey so be it right uh if you have to take separate vehicles take separate vehicles uh if if and when they do decide to to move things forward but if they do there's going to be restrictions no doubt or, or or what have you uh possibly and with that being said uh we we always have that select few that uh will uh mess it up for everybody else unfortunately so, but uh but we it's wait and see so but uh if anybody else got any other things there they want to throw up or throw out at us in the comments uh we'll try to answer it i know i had aaron on the on the virtual podcast uh just for uh the beagles and talking about that but uh last 25 minutes or so we kind of killed it up a bit there with uh touching on a few other topics there Uh, really it's all unscripted it's all it's it's there keep it pg obviously and respectful that's all we can ask for Uh, go from there and see what uh see what transpires but uh i'm gonna try to get used to uh this app a little bit better and uh roll things out i hope the mic is a little clearer and whatnot uh it's a pile of old gear that i had laying around that i kind of threw together for this uh, isolation boredom i guess hey Aaron. wrong being well no it this uh this is different um i know the fishing trips will they'll come soon enough may may 1st you know a lot of people a lot of these like to think that it's may 1st but you know what may 1st isn't that far away um blink the night this is a longer long weekend in in april may 1st will be here enough Sounds ready. Well, look, I can't we've wait. Got lob- right now, we've uh, we, we've got lobster fishermen right now uh, that that are trying to get their season either postponed or canceled. Uh, it's uh, it's up there, man. Like it's nobody knows what's going to transpire. Uh, lobster market seems to be down. Snow crab market seems to be down. Uh, Fear, fear is driving everything, man. It's uh, everything has gone to, down to the crapper, unfortunately. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one. Uh, lots of decisions there. Uh, lots of guys bought licenses last year in the millions, man. Uh, it's uh, it's it's something yeah. uh, that's gonna hurt rice. Uh, I see we got a comment here uh, from Arthur. The lies are always made for the weakest link, as you say. There's always someone willing to break them, and that's how hunting and fishing community is judged. And you know what, Arthur? You've got that nailed to a T. Uh, uh, that's uh, 
that's why the general public frowns upon hunting most times uh, because of the actions of a select few that uh, kind of painted everybody with the same brush or as you say judged everybody hopefully uh, hopefully things will uh, smarten up I guess uh, for the most part uh, but again each their own uh, everybody has to put it in that garden path and eventually pay the consequences I guess uh, if uh, if caught but uh, hopefully uh, bad apples and, and you know what? Hopefully people adhere to what, what is there. Uh, if they do start lifting restrictions, hopefully people adhere to them. And uh, many of our uh, anglers can get out fishing. Because before you know it, it'll be, uh, it'll be hunting season. And who knows? The uncertainty is just that. A whole pile of fear and uncertainty. And, and people are getting antsy. So people want to get out and do their thing so a lot of kids grandpas uh kids go with their grandfathers fishing whatnot uh, hi jim jimmy how you doing uh but uh yeah there's a lot of uh a lot of folks man that uh very down about fishing uh i'm surprised man seeing the, the petition that was out well Aaron, with the amount of people that uh that had signed up on that and whatnot plus Unfortunately, public, uh, or I shouldn't say unfortunately, fortunately for us, uh, uh, public safety uh, takes precedence, and uh, it's, yep. uh, it's one of them circumstances when it comes to that, and we're, we're, we're stifled, we're hurdled, we're, uh, we're to the point where you, you just don't go. Uh, it's uh, the big picture, lots of stuff there. Uh, to look at uh, somebody went overboard you got extra body out there the whole nine yards so there's a pile of variables there people can look at and weigh it it's a topic Aaron, that could be debated back and forth for for days if not weeks on end right so yep but uh but other than that what else you th you thinking here well, well we got a question again what is the reason why you can't fish well, Jimmy, it's a simple one. The government at the highest level pretty much put the directive out to postpone the fishing season uh, to May. Now, come May, we're not sure. They're, they're going to reevaluate it May 1st uh, or for May 1st, whether or not it'll be a go or not. Uh, personally, uh, I believe it's probably going to uh, the take some time and effort uh, for them to uh, find out whether or not it's going to be safe because Jimmy you and I know same as many others uh, sometimes you got two people on a boat you're six feet apart other times you may have numerous people on the boat uh, it's it's up there uh, do I agree with the fact that you can put your boat in when the, the ice is off the water and, and go for a boat ride hey I'm sure the government is going to look at every angle to close off if this doesn't get under control, as they say. But uh, some people uh, aren't going to follow it regardless. Uh, there's not much to do. You do. Uh, do you think the government will still let your fish 
there's not much to do. You do, you do you think the government will let your fish or a good state of mind in this hard time? Jimmy, uh, for the mental health and that, uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't have an answer to that. Uh, they're going to probably reevaluate based on, and this is just a, an educated guess, they're probably going to reevaluate based on what evidence uh, presents itself uh, uh, with this virus and uh, judge things uh, as they see fit uh, uh, on that note. Uh, more than I can answer at this point, I don't really have a hardcore answer to tell you, but uh, it's it's something that they did uh, look at and discuss. Uh, but uh, I know uh, I know we're at the one hour mark here, a little over, and uh, I said that the virtual podcast would last an hour, and geez, it didn't take long going there. Uh, talking about beagles, the old times in the woods, the whole nine yards. Uh, answering some questions a lot seem to be fishing related a uh, couple there and uh, turkeys uh, but again it's, it's a wait and see guys and uh, right now with everything shut down it's kind of hard to shake rattle and roll some stuff to, to get things done uh, other than that guys uh, and gals we, uh, we appreciate the viewers and what mess and well Arthur, I don't believe they will make an exception for fishing unless they are opening up other restrictions. I wouldn't be surprised if they extended the delay. Arthur, you may be correct. Anything is possible with this. Uh, again, when they say they're going to reevaluate, anything is plausible. Uh, it's uh, not to put it out there, but it's, it is what it is, right? Uh, uh, Depends on the numbers. Um, if they get worse or decline over the next it's going to depend on that. That's, that's it. Uh, I'll be, I'll be quite honest. Uh, I can't wait for them to, uh, to get a, a vaccine or something and, uh, get this under control and get to get the world back on some normal tracks. For plus, plus, I hope that answers that, Arthur. Uh, thanks for the engagement tonight. Uh, Jimmy, yep. thanks for the engagement. Uh, uh, Craig, uh, all you guys that took the time. Uh, Piercy, uh, all you guys, hope. Uh, thanks again for the engagement. And uh, once again, uh, thanks for tuning in. We're over the hour mark now. And uh, it's like I said, this is just something there done up through uh, boredom of isolation and uh, trying to get it out there and have uh, open dialogue about certain topics, some topics, the outdoors and conservation and, and whatnot. Some people don't want to touch on. Uh, I know I've seen Dylan Yates pop in there with Cape Breton Environmental Association. Uh, maybe we can get him on board there in the next couple of days uh, as well or next weekend. Who knows? For open dialogue session. Well, I do it for this opportunity. It's definitely been my pleasure.
so So, sorry about that, but uh, I guess it helps me plug things in. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, thanks for watching, guys, and uh, have a good time uh, this weekend. Happy Easter.